0: What's going on, Trophy Kids? We got an awesome one for you today. We're putting the final lid on the Bucks talk here cuz I have Tim and Dante on. And I haven't seen them in a while. Then we're talking a little NFL news, college basketball, some other things going on in the sports world. It's a good one. Let's go.
1: It's malicious at I that feel, point. You know, you feel bad for Watson, all right?
0: Oh. Oh, I do. 100%. Dude, I was I made the argument 2 podcasts ago not to take away anything, this is all going to be very good content for the pod that we're currently not having in it. So you know what? <laughs> I'm going to just shut up and we're going to... And hey, welcome to Trophy <laughs> Kids,
2: presented <laughs> by Bad News Media. <laughs> that cold opening.
0: Just keep it Just leave
2: all that stuff in. Good luck trying to uh, go back and start it.
0: <laughs> yeah, all right, everybody. So welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is February 11th. <laughs> That's our cold open today. As always, I'm your host, Nate. We got Dante and Tim on the line today. It's been a while since I've spoken to you. My uh, Buccaneers are now Super Bowl champions, so I'm in a much happier mood. And we were, as you could tell in the cold opening, talking NFL shop. How are we doing today, gentlemen?
2: Doing well. We're doing fantastic. At the same time, though, it's still a sad day up here in Detroit. My quarterback, the only person who has given me hope for the Lions over the past 12 years, is officially leaving.
0: Yeah, he dropped a cool mill, though, to start some student center or something I saw today. Jay isn't yep, too,
2: big too time. bad. Yes, definitely that was big time. I mean, I, I'm happy that the Lions are actually officially moving on from him, um, but still, it's been the only quarterback that I really, really knew because before that, it was Joey Harrington, John Kitna, Jeff Garcia, Dante Culpepper. I mean, we Dan Orlovsky, if I really need to go on and on, I could, but uh, I'd rather not.
1: And I forgot about Dante Culpepper being the
2: quarterback. Oh, yeah, he was one of the 10 quarterbacks in the 0-16 season.
0: Did you uh, list Kitna in there? Mm.
2: I may have. I got his autograph at a Red Robin in Livonia. (laughs) 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 the On the back of a card envelope, he was sitting right next to me on the exact same. (laughs) uh, You know know how they have the benches set up where you're sitting in a bench Uh... with all the tables? He was sitting on the bench right next to me.
1: That's like eating like, bottomless
0: fries. Oh
2: yeah. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like the dudes were like I got John Daly's autograph at a Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> my, my dad has
1: Drake's autograph on a napkin.
0: <sighs> the only That's time I have a, a close even a relatively close story to that is at the Texas Roadhouse the summer between my freshman and sophomore year of college, the one day I took off Wale came in and ate dinner at, at the Roadhouse. I would have had Wale's autograph. That's about it. He was on his way to Dulles Airport, but that's
1: the only story I got even cl- remotely close oh. to that. <laughs> yeah, I won't tell you then all the artists I've met because <laughs> of what I did in college.
0: <laughs> just start name dropping. That's what this podcast yeah. can just become about. Just Let's just start name dropping everything, just left and right. Drop. Well, well
2: yeah. since we're on the topic of name dropping, do you guys know who Nastia Lucan is?
0: It sounds familiar.
2: A gymnast from oh one yeah, of yeah, the yeah. Olympics yeah like yeah. she won the all around or something along those lines. Teresa saw her downtown, and uh, she texted all of our friends, and none of the girls knew who the, who she was. <laughs> 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 That's so and, and so I was wondering if anybody else really knew who she was. Because I knew who she was. Because I'm a big Olympics nerd. I'll say
0: once you named oh, Olympics gymnastic, so I was like, yeah, actually, I do. I know who you're referring to now. It was okay. it, not. Is... It's not initial command recognition. Like Sean Johnson initially recognized. Oh yeah, Sean Johnson. Like, she was on that
2: same team. Yeah,
0: I know. That's why I'm so dropping. She
2: was the one who won the women's all around that year. <laughs> That's why
0: I'm saying like Sean Johnson <laughs> gives me name recognition with her. It's like, oh yeah, I remember she was also part of the team. <laughs> That's
1: such a terrific story.
0: <laughs> yeah, for those of you who do not know, guys, you know, our many listeners who are not intertwined in our interpersonal lives here. <laughs> Trophy kids. But we were talking, as you got a little bit into the intro, the situation. At some point, I'm going to mention my Bucks because I haven't seen you all, and I'd like to just rub it right in y'all's faces that my Bucks are I mean, Super Bowl champs. I you
1: called it from the beginning. I, I, I can't <laughs> deny that.
0: Called it. My quarterback's out there getting absolutely murked in the Riverways of Tampa yesterday, throwing the trophy around. Because, hey, when you have seven, who cares if you dent one of them? Um, yeah, I mean, it was <laughs> it was spectacular. Uh, it was an ass-kicking, as we all, as I said on the last pod. And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully we get lucky from the injury standpoint next year and are able to do it again and run it back. Yeah, Don't and if you notice me avocado. sounding
2: any better, um, it's because Nate talked me into Buck's Moneyline, and I got myself a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> the that
1: benefits of this I show I money off the books <laughs> look at that <laughs> this so. is
0: this is what we do we win money here at Trophy Kids mm-hmm. um,
2: spread the wealth
0: what was I just going to say oh my big revelation as the two of you know me very well and my hatred for Jameis less hatred of him now because without Jameis we wouldn't have dra- been able to draft somebody <laughs> Excellent players we drafted over the last couple years and then have been in the position to land Tom Brady. So honestly, Jameis played a very big part in winning this Super Bowl by being so terrible and now not being on the team. So a little less hatred for the man.
2: I heard you say that on the last pod, and I just kind of – it's one of those things that I hear and I just kind of ignore because I know where you're going with that.
1: (laughs) Tim was, was there that stealing t- snow crab legs lead to a Super Bowl for a camp event <laughs> It's a book I could write
0: almost <laughs> it's brought me some inner cheer I mean Tim was there the night we drafted him I damn lost my mind so um yeah no it's it there's there's been a, a lot of anger in my life around that area and it's it's been released now I, I thank him for his 30 picks last season and uh wish him all the best elsewhere. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
2: and It is you funny how much him. you hated him Because it was from day one Like it wasn't like It wasn't like half assed Like he was the number one Clear cut number one overall pick that year And you still hated the fact that the Bucks drafted him
0: Hated it <laughs> Thought it was going to be a disaster Turned out to be a disaster <laughs> I was right It was the moment that name was called I lost my mind in that college
1: apartment yeah.
2: and and just I was like so how I- are you so upset Nate Like y- you knew this was happening
1: Yeah I knew his The, the Everyone, career he was so, going to have I knew too. Just so we're clear, Nate, you're from Tampa, right? No, 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 no. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I guess that's the
0: other thing I should say. For those that you do not know the story, as I said on my social feeds, my buck, my sports circle fanhood has come full circle this year. I am born and raised a Massachusetts sports fan and everything, with the exception of football. Came out the womb, had a Red Sox hat slapped on me. Uh was big into basketball, Celtics basketball, Bruins hockey. But f- my parents are not big football fans, so I wasn't really a big football fan. Moved down to Virginia, 8 years old. 8-year-old Nate thought Pirates were the coolest thing ever, which according to the Washington Post, the Buccaneers' name is now problematic because we celebrate Pirates. But that's neither here nor there. Thought the fact that they had a Pirate ship in their stadium was the coolest thing in the world. And was like, fuck it, I'm a Bucks fan. And I have stayed with that team ever since. And man... It's paid off. It's paid it's paid dividends now. We've gone through some harsh times as Bucks fans, but damn did this one feel good.
2: I can totally envision an 8-year-old Nate saying those exact words. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm a Bucks fan.
1: <laughs> right. Also, there are way more public prob- problematic
2: names in all of sports than Buccaneers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but by all means Washington Post um, write the piece. It's the Washington Post writing that and in- Washington DC, right? Or are they in, <laughs> in the state of Washington?
0: Washington DC. tweet
1: the stop racism tweet with the Chiefs logo underneath. Oh it? man.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: They put that in the back of the end zone. End racism. That did it, guys. That that solved the problems. Yep. With
1: this big ass cheat like you're still calling your team the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Not only that, but during your like racial uh Justice campaign, Colin Kaepernick has yet to get an invite or mention his name or anything around that issue. By all means, though, continue to tell us how, how you're doing the right thing and putting the right foot forward.
1: Yeah. Also, the first time your fans were in the stadium since COVID, they booed you <laughs> your...
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, 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 good times. Um, the NFL note that we were talking about to get back to it is the Houston Texans, the, the news that dropped this week, and we are going to talk about some other sports here today, but I feel like it's some it's worth talking about. What is going oh, down yes. in Houston is, at this point, I think turned, it's almost like malicious towards Deshaun, and they fired the head equipment guy who is beloved down there. Um, you had all types of players, current and retired, um, taking issue with that, and it. Every, it's just like every week they find another way to just completely fumble this situation. And it's it's honestly baffling at this point. I don't know how stupid you can be as an organization um, to continue to do this and fuck up yeah, the situation
2: really more. Ju- and it really just shows how removed Bob McNair has to be, or Cal McNair, is the one running the, that team down there. Because it... it to watch all this stuff happen and for everybody to want to leave and for you to hire a search firm, them to go completely against the search firm, hire Easterby's buddy, and just Jack Easterby to be able to run the show like that down there is insane. And you said it borders on malicious. No, it it's pretty malicious.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it does feel that way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, we need I mean oh go. Up. This is a lesson in like you said, and they shooting yourself in the foot like Houston has seen every bad decision and thought it was a good one. They have taken every yeah. wrong decision that they could. And it was like, yeah, we're going to double down on it. Um, and also when you have a, a – I don't know if Deshaun Watson is necessarily a generational player, but he's definitely a talent that you're wasting in Houston. And if he's going to be unhappy and you're going to do this, there, this needs – a split has to happen like yesterday.
0: Yeah, Deshaun is phenomenal, in my opinion. I agree. First of all, we need to start, like, there needs to be a free Deshaun campaign going on or something (laughs) because this is, it is ridiculous. But uh, a couple weeks ago, I made the argument, and it's nothing to take away from Patrick Mahomes. We all know he's great and insanely skilled for quarterback, but I made the argument on this show with a different co-host in Ryan that if you put Deshaun Watson on that Chiefs football team, I think there is literally no drop-off in production or value or talent on that offense. And Pro Football Focus tweeted out something this week that actually sort of backs up that claim. In career games, career games with a plus 80% Pro Football Focus grade, Patrick Mahomes has 22 in his career. Deshaun Watson has 21. Last time I checked, Patrick Mahomes is operating in a way more talented, way more efficient, and way more organized organization. Than the Houston Texans, and Deshaun Watson is still able to produce at an elite level. Now, I don't generational talent, I, I don't know. We'll see over the longevity right. of it. But right now, we'll see. with what he's had to deal with, with zero offensive line, yes, he had DeAndre Hopkins, who is insane, but he ain't there and he played fantastic this year. He had his best year this past year without arguably the best wide receiver in the league. This guy is a phenomenal talent. And to fuck up that relationship so bad in his young prime at what, 25 years old Deshaun is, is insane. And they're doing, ev- it's even worse than that because not only are they messing up him, but they are literally in, who wants to go down there and play for them? Like right. we have the opposite situation in Tampa where every free agent is going to, we're going to be on the shortlist for every free agent because you have an organization that is viewed as fun and winning and got great talent and you know, the, Patriots in an organization. You know, it was no fun to play for them, but you'd win. You know, going up to see Andy Reid, he's an awesome mentor, great guy. That's a good organization. Like these organizations have players know them. They talk within their agents talk. The Houston Texans have to be looked upon as the worst organization in all of football to go play as a free agent or a draft pick. Like they're not even just hurting yeah. themselves
1: now for Deshaun. They are hurting themselves for years down the line. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be a Texan fan right now. No. There's, no there's way. There's no hope. Yeah.
0: That has to be one of the most miserable fanhoods
1: out there right now. Like Somebody needs to call it George Bush.
0: <laughs> honestly, for real. And that's like, if you're hearing that come from us over here, that's how you know we have hit the worst DEFCON level. When we are like, call that man. Bush and get him to own and run that organization. Oh, man. Yeah, that's bad.
1: Imagine if you're the Astros, right? (laughs) Not obviously a different sport, but how much of this is messing up yours?
0: (laughs) Dude, I think it's almost benefiting them. Like, who's talking about the Astros down in Houston now? (laughs) That's true. true. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Even if they're
2: cheating, you at least have something to root for. This is very true. (laughs) I mean, it didn't take the World Series away, so... Right. <laughs> yeah. Can't take that away from your fandom.
0: Can't take that away. Now, um, speaking of baseball, Tim, you brought this to our attention in a very interesting story going on with the Major League Baseball Association right now and its players. I don't know if you want to tee this up a little bit better from my understanding. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Biden administration offered the MLB in return for posting, postponing the season a month. They are offer to make sure that their all their players and personnel got vaccinated and they turned that down.
2: Yeah, that's what I heard. And I don't know if it's the MLB or the MLB players association. Cause I also kind of heard it was the players association. I don't really know what's going on with the MLB. Cause quite frankly, I don't care that much about the MLB. Um, but it seems like they've kind of agreed to in principle on a deal for this season and how they want to operate. And, uh, and because of the way Labor negotiations went when they were returning from COVID. The Players Association just said, no, we're not going back to the negotiating table. But Biden, the Biden administration came to the table and offered them, apparently, a kind of contingent on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine getting approved. Mm -hmm. But if they pushed that, if they pushed their start bait. Date back a month, which they should do anyways without COVID, so that we're not having baseball games get snowed out in April. <laughs> like, what's the point of playing baseball in April when it's snowing on the ground? Um, and and they just turned it down. They said no. Like, they could have done like a big, huge ad campaign about America's pastime and using the the, the being vaccinated for COVID and coming back and persevering and whatever they wanted to do and spun it however they wanted to spin it. And it was something that I had never heard of really. And then I was scrolling through YouTube, going through uh, one of the radio show hosts up here's uh, YouTube page. And i stumbled across this rant that he had a uh, famous Mike Valenia rant from, uh, for those of you up in Michigan. And he was talking about how baseball is dead and how they're never gonna be able to come back from this. So I wanted to see what it was, and it was posted over a week ago, and I had never heard of it.
0: Yeah, that's not unlike baseball to mm. make a terrible decision and then kind of go unnoticed. I mean, they are they are set upon becoming losing their spot as a major four sport in this country. Like that's just pure and simple. Like they are dead set on making sure that they die off, not completely as a sport. Baseball will always be around, but I. I can so very easily. I,
1: let me offer a correction here. According to the okay. the best reporting ever at the New York Post, it was the Players Association that rejected.
2: Why is you rejected? That's what I. That's what I think. Yeah. That's what you said. That was the players. I wasn't sure what it was. But I wasn't I sure. Just, yeah. Did mention it could have been the Players Association. Yeah. So it was the Players Association.
1: Oh. Um, the MLB itself did say that they would. If the players agreed to it, start a month later to get everyone's vaccine. But the Players Association rejected it and said they would come back to the table. The union said they would come back to the table um, and schedule a later call with government officials um, when the MLB is not involved. So maybe they want to negotiate on their own behalf.
2: I wouldn't be surprised because of how stupid the MLB was on the return to COVID play when they started taking more money away and more money away. And they they agreed to prorated salaries and then they came back saying, no, we need an additional escrow for revenue share and all this stupid stuff when they could have just forced it out, taken the hit for a year and moved on. These are billionaires that we're talking about that own yeah. these teams. Like, it's not like it's going to hurt them in the long run either. These have, they've made, they've made billions of dollars off of just owning an MLB team. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's the other I, it, oh, it seems dumb. It seems like if you could get everyone, players, staff, everyone vaccinated, you should just go ahead and do that. No matter how long, not, not no matter how long it takes, but a month seems reasonable. I, I bet you most Americans couldn't tell you when baseball was supposed to start anyway.
2: Yeah. Most Americans, I would say, might know when opening day is, but between opening day and say middle of June when you're out of school and you finally go to the ballpark in the summer, nobody knows that baseball's even going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I
0: mean they're in the Players Association and the MLB are both complicit in this. They are lockstep with each other because neither one trusts each other. They have one of the worst kind of relationships between players and the organization out of all the major sports. I mean, the only one that maybe is comparable and we don't hear a ton about it is maybe like the UFC because their, their breakdown is straight terrible. I didn't even
1: know they had a union. They don't. (laughs) That's why. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: No, no, they don't have one. Yeah. I mean, it was a fight to get like medical costs covered in the early days of the UFC. So, Um. Yeah, it's that's it's incredibly, and I remember this at the other part because it was the same thing last year when everything was shutting down and they were trying to come back and having issues and not being able to get back on the field. Is the MLB and the MLB's player association have no thought process towards investing towards the future in this sport and like understanding like back then we were talking about how like every. You're like one of the one sports in a unique position that you could try to come back before everything else, and then be the only sport on TV because of the way the seasons have yeah. been broken down. And they didn't take advantage of that, and they continue to. They don't take advantage of using social and marketing their individual players and um, personalities and talents. And like, they're just a terribly run sport from both the player side and the the owner side. There's blame to go on both ends, but this is incredibly stupid. I could get the argument saying you know, from a PR standpoint, you don't want to maybe jump the line and take a vaccine from somebody who needs it. But I'm assuming, th- and I don't know, but I, I my, my logical brain is saying if you postpone it by a, a month into May, by then I'm assuming most of our with the new vaccines that have been ordered through Johnson & Johnson, CVS and Walgreens taking over distribution, various things going on in the country. I'm assuming there's been a calculation made that the most vulnerable at that point will have probably been vaccinated, and then we can just vaccinate the players because we have enough. I'm assuming that's the evaluation. And sort of a thank you for not opening ballparks to play people who have not been vaccinated and creating spreader events by having games right. going on during the day and stuff. Like mm-hmm. It's sort of like a, hey, if you do this for us, we'll do this for you. But that would be the only rationale for potential. I know that's why the NBA isn't doing it. Um, and I don't. I think hockey denied that they had reached out to privately try to buy some vaccines uh, because they don't want to be viewed as skipping the line. Because we saw what happened with that soul cyclist who did it. <laughs> um, and the firestorm that happened there. That's maybe the only rationale I could see. But that isn't, once again, there's there's a counter argument that's valid for baseball to get those vaccines in May. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. It just seems yeah. dumb. Um, Moving on. Let's move to the college ranks. We're going to talk some college basketball here in for a second. But, as always, Tim's got his eyes on the social media world. And he saw a story that most likely probably would have gone under the radar had a certain Urban Myers not spoken out. Tim, you wanna you want to tee this one up here for us? I know you had some notes on this. And I know we all have some thoughts on this.
2: Yeah, so there's a certain someone... That's uh, that's fr- that's a strength coach at Iowa who I would liken to, I don't know, your, your seventh-grade football coach because he wasn't good enough to be your eighth-grade football coach where he's got the big trash can that he has to take out to the middle of the field because he's got to spit his dip into it um, and yell at you the whole time and make sure you touch every line. And he's got a very old-school mentality about himself. And um, he was he, – Chris Doyle is his name. And he, his workouts put 13 Iowa players in the hospital. He wasn't fired. He got an award and became college football's highest paid strength coach. And all the while he was accused of racial bias by multiple black, black players. He got a $1.1 million separation and only took eight months to find a new job. This, this was a tweet by Roger Sherman. I don't understand how he is able to get a job And this moment in my mind is kind of like that first preseason game for the Detroit lions when they all trotted out there and looked like they didn't want to play, um, for Matt Patricia. And at that moment I kind of knew we were screwed for the next three to five years, depending on how long Bob Quinn was employed. (laughs) turns out I was right on that one. Um, I thought the urban Meyer hire could go one of two ways. It's going to either crash and burn or it's going to be great. And, this is one of those signs where it's going to crash and burn because you can't pull the same shit you do in college with NFL players.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, let's know.
2: Urban said he's known and got for 20 years. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Um, You might want to take a look inward then um, because then you as a head coach might lose a little bit of credibility when you say something like that with your entire team. Wait, you're
0: telling me Urban Meyer is the guy who's had a history of hiring questionable players and personnels throughout his career? Murderers. <laughs> yeah, might not be the best <laughs> the best at vetting people. Is that is that what you're telling me? Colored me shocked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, not great. Uh, and to be clear, Chris Doyle has not been hired as the strength coach. He's been hired as director of uh, sports performance, so he's going to oversee, I guess, the whole thing, which is even more
2: terrifying. Um, Yeah, top-down leadership from a guy like that is not something that you're looking for.
0: Yeah, and look, I am all for second chances when they're earned. Um, There is nothing here that suggests this guy has earned a promotion at that, too, after eight months of having some serious allegations launched against him um, against racial bias against black athletes at the uh, University of Iowa and some questionable practi- practices involving uh, his strength and conditioning program. You said it right. There's, there's two angles to this. There's the first angle um, that the NFL is not like college. And your strength and conditioning coach, that department generally spends, between that and the film, is where athletes spend most of their time. Um, and these are their jobs, and it's it's a much different atmosphere. It does not work. We saw it with Greg Schiano. This kind of... The same type of mentality for college does not work in the NFL. The second aspect to this is those accusations of racial bias. I don't know if anybody has noticed this, but there is a certain awakening going on in this country, and rightfully so, and the NFL and its players are working, trying to move the ball forward on these issues. And hiring a guy who, and I don't know too much about his story or what he's been doing the last eight months, but I have a sneaking suspicion that he hasn't done a whole lot to ease the concerns around his ra- the accusations of race issues there and position himself as an ally in these fights. So there's two very concerning angles on this hire. Um and not a great first step for the urban meyer experiment down in in jacksonville at least those are my initial thoughts
2: this is almost a move where if i'm above urban meyer in jacksonville i almost kind of just like all right moving on didn't work um we're, we're, we're gonna go we're gonna go another way
1: i mean he already
2: got a severance i'm with you nate like we, we do operate
1: in this culture right now where we're trying to figure out how to give people second chances, but it seems like the people who should get second chances, we like run them out of society, and the people who are the worst of the worst, we give them all the chances in the world, and we've paid this, not we, the university has paid this man, and now, like Tim pointed out, he's awarded with another job. I do find it interesting that uh, they also hired Charlie Strong, as well yes yeah i saw that
0: assistant coach and i think inside linebackers is what he's coaching
1: yeah yeah, linebacker yeah inside linebacker so um there's a lot it'll be interesting he may get to the league and like maybe he just focuses on strength and he doesn't talk anything else and like and and he's the he's he's not the strength coach right he's the so he's overseeing that
0: department essentially
1: right and so maybe his interactions with the players won't be as much but still I, he shouldn't get paid that much money <laughs> this, no. this was less than a year ago <laughs> yeah
0: and there is and i gotta and, imagine and it was
2: covid going on so like like it wasn't just like less than a year and we had a normal season go on and then and then he finally was able to work his way back into a job like no he he sat as far as i'm concerned he sat like behind closed doors tried to lay low for eight months and then his buddy Urban comes out and swoops him out just like some of the football coaching circles happen. I mean, it's a wild thing to me. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And I, I think, you know, and, and maybe he has. I, I I can't imagine in the eight months he's done a lot of this, but it does seem like probably laid low and then got hired is, is the circumstance. But in especially nowadays, it's never been okay. But especially in today's climate and and where we're moving for the betterment, um, as Dante said and as we've kind of hit on, you know, there there should be opportunities for second chances, but they have to be earned. There has to be a recognition of what I did was wrong, and here's how I'm going to be better, and here's how I'm going to be an advocate and an ally, and um, how I've learned from that. And it just doesn't feel like that's probably happened in eight months, and now he's overseeing... Which is a very... The director of sports performance... To be the director of sports performance in the NFL, when there's only 32 of those jobs, is a very coveted job. Um, And it just doesn't... It doesn't sit well. Now, maybe it... Like we said, maybe he's not going to be involved with player personnel. Maybe he's done some things behind the scenes and, you know, is going to have some conversations with players to show that there is a, a... There's been a learning process around this, a maturity process around this. He's also not a young guy, so it's like... If you didn't learn it in your early days, what are you going to learn now? But once again, keep an open mind. But it does. It seems like this uh, this job opportunity could have gone to somebody different. Um. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm. Yeah, uh, and I would have to
2: imagine too, going into that locker room, there's going to be a lot of a lot of distrust when you're working out with your teammates on team schedules. Like, uh, pretty much every guy has their own workout programs and their own strength teachers or their own strength, uh, their strength and conditioning coaches back at home that they're working with independently, and then they come into Jacksonville, and I, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that all goes. Yeah. Yep.
0: Any other thoughts on this before we uh, hit the college basketball scene?
1: Nah, I mean, no. I guess it's a slap in the face to the NFL's in uh, racism campaign. Yeah.
0: I mean, I I think they I think they think they solved it with just putting it at the
1: end of the back of the end zone. Though
0: I mean, that's true. Dante, did that not solve the issue? I mean, there's no racism's dead. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yes. Thanks to Roger Goodell and NFL's efforts for putting that in the back of the end
0: zone (laughs) under the name Chiefs. They've they've ended it. It's over. Yeah. (laughs) God. All right. Well, let's talk some college hoops. Because that is yeah. that's sort of I my, my new focus now that football season is over is moving into it and there have been some very interesting discoveries this year I was aware of it but Duke basketball is absolute trash so is UNC <laughs> there is. are a lot of blue bloods that are probably looking outside in for this upcoming tournament here
2: <laughs> yeah blue
1: blood basketball is trash right now <laughs>
0: shockingly yeah. so too
2: if you if like the tournament started today people would have no idea who to pick.
0: No, nah. There are going to We're be... The, already- your,
2: average yeah. fan, your average fan would have no idea. If you're just tuning into basketball right now, as most people do right after the Super Bowl... Yeah. Um- <laughs> In college
0: football ends and all that, yeah. The, the nation makes its strategic switch to the next sport. <laughs> I right. mean,
1: Duke literally had to win a game against Notre Dame. And... Almost won and then decided to stop playing. I don't know what it was a pre- a spectacular implosion of a of a team. I don't know if I'm if I'm Coach K. I'm sure he has pulled out all of his hair at this point. But the other thing with these with these college coaches like uh, the Blue Bloods and my team is not an exception to this is um they're they failed to re up and key positions if you're talking about my team michigan state for whatever reason Tom Izzo decided not to get a point guard and thought that his backcourt would be fine um, after
0: losing one of the most i'm not gonna say best but probably it may be best but mo- certainly most iconic point guard in michigan state history probably for the
2: last, a long, at least last the last couple
0: decades. Yeah. Since
2: Mateen Clears yeah, and Magic Johnson, yeah. He, his name goes right up there with Mateen Clears and Magic Johnson yeah. for what he did. Like, Magic's Michigan the only State. one in my
0: head, and I, I'm not tuned into the, the inner workings of Michigan State basketball, but, like, <laughs> when you say point guards, I think Magic and I think Cassius. <laughs>
1: That's about it. <laughs> um, But with Duke is... And I, I blame both Tom Izzo and Coach K. I don't blame these players. I, I'm not going to blame the players on this one. And Kentucky, maybe you can blame the players. That's a unique situation there. <laughs> that one's um, weird. It's so weird. Kentucky. I don't even, like, I would have to watch more Kentucky basketball to be like, okay, I, I know exactly what the problem here. But here, I really think it's, it's coaching. And not coaching in the sense that Coach K and Coach Izzo can't coach. But you didn't re-up and now you're re- you're you have to pay for not re- you know
2: reloading well, Coach K lost Coach Cable too. I mean, when you lose your bagman, you lose your alleged aunt, bagman. Alleged, alleged, alleged the next class. Alleged, allegedly, oh allegedly, allegedly,
0: allegedly. Sorry, allegedly <laughs> bagman. Yeah, <laughs> come on now. We don't, he's we don't, we don't us. have a fancy he's lawyer yet.
2: <laughs> well, don't, don't forget that the, the, he's one of us. When you're yelling at the student section, <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I
1: forgot all about that. <laughs> I saw
2: that the other day, and I was like, oh, oh my god, that was one of the
0: best. <laughs> He, so, Coach K can't oh, help really. himself in those moments. He just – he really
1: nope. cannot with those moments. <laughs>
2: yeah, he really exposed himself for identifying his true bag man.
1: <laughs> yeah, also too, I think both Duke and MSU's record would probably be a little bit better. I don't think much better, but a little bit better if um, the fans were in this uh, stance because some of those close games, they probably would have won with the fans' help.
2: No doubt. And, yeah – and I said that early in the season, where the the fans, you're gonna see a much more even team, where they're not gonna be able to. They're gonna be a lot more upsets because of the fans, and because when the when the little guys get you down a little bit, you usually go on those runs, and those runs, those. To eight to ten point runs turn into 15 to 20 point one runs real fast when the fans get behind you um, and now there's no fans be- to get behind you so those eight to ten point runs stop at eight to ten point runs and then the game still goes on and they they're able to to hang around yeah. um, I guess as far as Michigan State goes that's that one's an interesting one to me. I be, I would say that if they had a longer season and they actually had a preseason, Izzo would have figured some of these things out. I think he's, he, he's always been this way. He's always been stubborn um, when it comes to playing the same players over and over again, even if it doesn't work out. Um, and he's always been stubborn by trying to find the hot hand that night rather than just riding some guys and letting them go and letting them figure things out. Yes. Um, so I think he would have been able to do some of that if he had a longer season, but it, it still does fall on him. And I'm, I'm not saying like he should be fired or anything, but no, 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 He's got to <laughs> figure some things out. And he I started, will say, he started say this
1: in that last game. He did it. We needed four points. He put the ball in Rocket Watts hand and Rocket Watts got four points. Um, Malik Hall also saved a rebound and and started that up, but he it was the first time I've seen I I saw him try to do that to Miles Bridges a little bit, but it almost always was a little too late when he was trying to energize Miles. But the like that game, we needed four. Rocket went out and got four.
2: Yep, yeah, and with the point guard issue, I mean he <laughs> he's kind of forced Rocket into being a traditional a um, point guard and Rocket was like, no, 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 I'm good. And he said, I don't want to play point guard anymore. When really, he doesn't need to play point guard. They can let Aaron Henry run the offense. They can let, hell, you know, they could even let Joey Hauser run the offense. I mean, like, anybody can run that Izzo offense. It's just a dribble handoff. Like, it's not <laughs> it's not that crazy. And you got to let Rocket Cook over on the side. Have to. Um, and just let him be Rocket. Uh, like, you need him out on the court right now to bring the ball up. The court, to break a press, not as a point guard, just to get the ball up across the court. And then let whoever else you want to run the offense run the offense.
1: Yeah. So if we're talking about teams uh, that are, has chances, <laughs> still has chances for the season to get some more quad one wins, I think they have two or three right now. Um, but if you're a Duke, um, if you're a Providence if you're kind of, if you're Kentucky, we'll see. Um, but if you're any of these names that you're used to seeing, Arizona is just, I think, ineligible right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't think
2: they... Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <so>. oh, <laughs> you won't be oh, seeing yeah. Arizona. <laughs> 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 Andre Ayton got, uh, got, got paid
1: well. But if, you're, if your team's like Penn State, Dayton, Kentucky kind of fits in this realm to Nevada, like, you're still, your hopes are still firmly alive, but if you drop two or three games, it's, you're done. Um, Tim and I were talking about this a little bit earlier. I said we're going to see one blue blood in, but Tim thinks uh, to the oh, contrary. I-, I think we're going to see one blue blood sneak in that shouldn't sneak in, and I am counting Michigan State as a blue blood just because all the articles this year lumped us in with the blue blood when they were flat.
2: But yeah, yeah, I
1: think we're gonna see and that shouldn't be there.
2: Yeah, so i I would think I would think there could be two, or even more, honestly, because it's because the NCAA lost so much money last year. They're going to be pulling those strings and getting those teams that are on the bubble in because of name over actual resumes.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I think Duke's only shot at this point is they got to win the ACC tournament. Like that's their buy-in. I mean, unless they really start ripping something off in the regular season, like they've got to hope for just kind of like a rip-it mentality in the tournament to sneak in because they are, they're bad. Um, and they are, they are. Like,
1: Kentucky has the benefit that Auburn is also on punishment. Yeah. true. So, this is Kentucky true. Kentucky has that benefit, but I guess if you're if if I'm saying that Georgia is probably saying no, we we would like that spot too. You know, so eh. with Duke, I don't know. <laughs> no.
0: It's bad. It is bad. It's real bad. Though. Um for those transitioning, I'm gonna throw out a couple statements of what you should know for college basketball. Um, you're probably gonna see an article here uh, for the fourth year straight about how Gonzaga's no more no longer a uh, Cinderella, and they are the clear cut one a them and Baylor, I would say, are clear cut one a, one b. Uh, The two best basketball conferences right now are the Big Ten and the Big 12. The Big 12 in basketball is the exact opposite of the Big 12 in football. It is focused (laughs) defense, where in football it's all offense, which is a little bit of a mind blender for you. Um, The Big Ten, you're going to get very good games night in and night out. Um, And the best player probably resides in the Big Ten. Um, And it's going to be interesting. And the Big East is setting itself up. Wait,
1: wait, wait. Wait, wait, Who, wait! No. Who's
0: the Luca Garza is not the best player in the league right now.
1: No.
0: Argument wise, <sighs> he's up there. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying there's an argument to be made.
1: In the Big Ten, yes.
0: I would say in the country, he's up there is arguably the best player in the in the country.
2: No, you got Kate Cunningham. You have Jalen Suggs. You have. I was thinking
0: Suggs is probably the only other one I would put in there, but that was it was it's him and him is how I have it.
1: Don't you can't count out uh, Marcus Carr either, though.
0: All right, um. it's, it's up for debate. All right, it's up for debate. Fine. My other <laughs> last <laughs> statement before we get into it is, the Big East is setting itself up to have a team or two cut somebody real deep.
1: Come oh yeah, in time. <laughs> What's the old boy at Gonzaga. What? Um, the four at Gonzaga, he's pretty good.
0: Oh. Oh. Um. Also, Gonzaga is just the tallest Corey, human beings uh, Kes- in the world.
1: Kesper, that dude.
0: Yeah, Gonzaga, when Kesper. you watch – if you're like me and you watch a Gonzaga game, you might be in awe-struck about how big and tall they feel compared to everybody else because that's how I am every time I watch them play.
1: <laughs> so Gonzaga is going – I think what's going to happen to Gonzaga is they're going to get picked apart by a team with two really good guards.
0: Well, that's how I now feel about Iowa. I was like mm-hmm. – earlier in the season, I watched an Iowa game where they were hitting every shot and Luca Garza was going off. And I've watched a couple more since and I've come to the conclusion that they
1: can't really play defense.
0: So I don't know how big of a threat they're gonna be. Because I feel I mean, like guards are gonna come in and somebody's
1: gonna thrash them hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're gonna they they got a steep drop off. I mean, they could lose not that they are, but they're gonna play Michigan State on Saturday. They Iowa could lose the game. They they were tied for a bit more play.
0: And sorry, the other reverse that you if you have not been watching college basketball, be prepared for is uh in complete opposite fashion, Michigan basketball is nothing like Michigan football. They are confirmed very good. <laughs> so, be aware of that if you're making the switch from football to basketball. Fair.
2: <laughs> yes, they sure are. It's not something I enjoy at all.
0: Yeah, that's that's another mind-blender realizing, oh, I want to wait, watch mm-hmm. good
1: guard play Yeah, the Michigan.
0: They're very good. As I just spit out. Ain't
2: just good ball movement all around. I mean, they they move the ball so well and it's just that's it, effortless, and I hate it. No picky. Also,
1: they're really good at rebounding.
2: <laughs> yeah, some Michigan State is not <laughs> good at. God. And neither you was they at the beginning.
1: No. I want to say I was watching this last game before Michigan had a few games canceled, and I swear they got like four or five offensive rebounds. And I was like, yeah, they're missing, but it doesn't really matter <laughs> if they keep getting the ball back. This is fair. Are we, and I, I
0: lost track of this because you might know the answer, are we getting a Gonzaga-Baylor makeup game at any point this season? I doubt
2: it. I don't not that so. I know of. That's yeah. unfortunate. It's starting to feel like it's getting late, right?
0: Yeah, it feels that way, and that's why I don't think we're going to, but, man, they are really, at least in my opinion, it's 1A, 1B, and then sort of the rest of the field. In tournament time comes, anything can happen, but that's just how I kind of view it at this point right now. It's They're going to be the clear cut kind of one and two seats, and you can make an argument, I think, for either.
2: Uh, Texas Tech and Baylor were supposed to play this Saturday, and then it got postponed. Which one's on? That's something I don't want. That's another thing. Don't try and keep track of who's on and who's off, and nope. who's on and who's off of COVID, because it happens so frequently.
0: As a Xavier fan, I haven't seen Xavier play since Nam. Uh, like, it's been, it's forever. <laughs> yes, we have,
2: Xavier think. Xavier's 11-2. and two.
0: I know, but we still haven't played. At
2: this we, point in the season.
0: We've, that's because we knocked out so many games early because Travis Steele that's, is a genius future teller and was like, this season is going to be so hard to play games, so let's knock them out all early and got yeah. a ton of games in early.
2: And that's a Ohio State is 16-4. and four.
1: Yeah. Damn. And that's another – I guess that lends to your point too, Tim, that you're going to see blue blood to get in because – how many teams had to cancel games, you know, quality of play, all that stuff. Will is that gonna factor into how they pick teams, right? Like, oh yeah, you're if you're a small school and you're eleven and two but you only play those thirteen games, can should I put it in Michigan State who play most of the big ten, you know? Mm-hmm. Xavier's a perfect example of this. This year, more than any year, it's like
0: you have to take advantage of your opportunities. Nobody knew how good Oklahoma was going to be at the moment they played them. But Mm -hmm. Xavier beating them, starching them by 22 points, and then Oklahoma later in the year down the road beating Texas and Alabama in the same week. That's a hell of a win for Xavier if they can't get more games in and they need a boost to it. So it's like one of those things where it's like every night, you've got to take every night as your last opportunity almost in this COVID world because you don't know how many games you're going to get. And that's what makes this season – just a dogfight week in and week out. Probably could have picked a better example for an analogy, but you get the point. <laughs> um, just an absolute brutal fight uh, week in Ooh, and week out we in every see. game.
1: I mean, Xavier is playing, uh, supposed to play this Saturday, right? Yeah, yep. but who knows? We I feel like we have a new COVID issue like almost every other day. It's going to be so interesting to see these conference tournaments. There're definitely going to be teams that are re- like we can't play this conference tournament. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Without a doubt, there's going to yeah. be s- the- and the weird the weird travel restrictions that they put on. Yeah. These teams to get to Indy, like they were saying like you have to sit every other seat on the plane like mm-hmm. a- every other row. Everybody has to sit up against the window. So you're far apart from each other. Nobody can take their mask off during the entire plane ride. It's like these guys, what kind of charade are we playing too with that stuff? What? Like these guys are practicing against each other every day. What happens if a team gets COVID during the tournament?
1: Do they forfeit? I, don't Probably. bring that on me. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks for throwing that into the universe. Really appreciate that. Mind, I don't need to think about that. <laughs> oh. The tournament was canceled. I need on I need to show. cut in. A, don't we you don't put that evil to think on me. About what's gonna happen if a game gets. I mean, my team is bad, so like, if
1: the tournament gets canceled, you know. Here's my
0: thing: <laughs> conferences, and I'm speaking to the Big East specifically. I know we love it, and it's, we hang our hat on it because it's awesome. But maybe Madison Square Garden isn't the best place to hold a conference championship uh, tournament week. New York might not be the best city to hold that this year. Maybe we move it to a smaller. <laughs> Easier city to manage. Indianapolis, <laughs> yeah. place
2: where we can just stay for the next month. I don't know. New York
0: City like might might something not be like the best the
2: location. Yeah, just go ahead, come to Indianapolis. Everybody should just have their tournaments in Indy. It's the, <laughs> it's, just it's the birthplace of basketball. It's where they have a million basketball courts. Just like just like Minnesota is the land of ten thousand lakes. Indianapolis, or Indy is the. The city of 10,000 basketball courts, I'm sure. Yeah,
1: just go ahead and play in Indy. Indy, I mean, it makes sense to me. Um, Indy's highway system is terrible, but other than that, it's a fine city. You don't have to go anywhere if everybody's
2: (laughs) sitting right next to their gym.
1: This is is very true.
0: Um, I like Indy. Indy's a great city. Um, That's all I had really there. Do you have any other... Yeah, outside of that,
2: I have one weird game that I'm looking at this weekend that it would be interesting to tune into uh, if you're not expecting it at all. It's Loyola versus Drake. Drake was 19. Or, they went on a streak where they were like 15-0 and 0 against the spread. They're 19-1. and 1, And Illinois, and Loyola, Chicago, apparently, is ranked number 22 in the country. I like that. They're 17-3. and 3, all right. Something that I would have never thought of. So, All right. I like that. Yeah, yeah that's the a... thing
1: that comes up is Loyola looks to ride win streak versus scrappy Drake.
2: <laughs> All right. And hand up. I've never watched either of those teams this year. I just thought it was on my radar um, looking at their records and a weird um, ranking.
0: And right now, just to kind of give a little I like that just to give a little backup to my Big Ten Big 12 are kind of the two best conferences right now. Right now, as it's set, the Big Ten is predicted to have the most teams in with nine, the Big Ten right behind them with seven. Or the Big 12, sorry. Big Ten has nine, Big 12 has a predicted seven teams in the conf- er, in the playoffs. Ac- or, God, NCAA tournament, mixing my words up. According to Joe, Oof, Hardy, you think I've been... Gotta there. switch sports. Yeah, you think I've been yeah, hitting the Bucks juice a little hard today. Um, and as always,
2: peace. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Any
1: uh, any final notes uh before we wrap this one up? Do not. I know we we haven't got to our bracket yet. We haven't talked about brackets because a little early, but do not put both. This is early bracket uh tips. Do not put both Baylor and Gonzaga in your Final Four. That is my hot tip for today. Write
0: it down. When you're making a
1: bracket in in a month or so. Don't don't put both. Don't put both of them there. One of them will lose. I'm running I'm writing
0: it down. Everybody take note. It's a Dante guarantee. <laughs> I
2: also have one I have one quick PSA for people in Michigan too. Showing your parlay is becoming the new fantasy football lineup. Oh yeah. It is one of the most annoying things I've ever seen in the world. It's like, oh man, I was so close to hitting this parlay. When you don't realize that like I was also so close to winning the lottery. (laughs) Like, there's a reason the payout is ridiculous on these parlays. It's because they're not going to happen. You know how those are your odds. Like, they tell you your odds.
0: (laughs) Almost every week, I've got an absurd parlay going, and I miss it by a team, two teams. You know what you've never seen come out of the Trophy Kids account? A snapshot of my missed parlay. This is a good PSA, Tim. Quit it! It is annoying <laughs> as hell. <laughs>
2: let's, let's let's nip this before it gets out of control because it's already out of control.
0: If yeah. you hit a giant one, sure, send it. That's cool. I like seeing that's those. Like, different. damn, it's that's different. that's pretty cool. And by I mean hit a big one. I need it to be more than six teams deep. Six is the bare minimum cutoff for me going. Damn, that's cool.
1: <laughs> you know what my dad has been doing? Speaking of parlays, he has been looking at games and seeing like what teams match up well, and then betting five dollars that they'll tie it at half. Oh, <laughs> just tie at like, half? Yes, and he has oh been my
2: cleaning. Up. Goodness, he has been
1: cleaning. That's oh. Oh. He said he, he's he's won over like three hundred or four hundred dollars just doing that. Damn. Cleaning uh, up This is why and He's you... like some weeks Obviously he misses them all You're right. right Right But then when he hits them And they're only $5 bets hmm So when all he right. hits them He hits them
0: This is why we come to Trophy Kids You get fun <laughs> little Keep tips like strategy. this It's fantastic
1: yeah, He's like I'll look See if the teams match up Well if they do Tie it high <laughs> I love that. I've never heard that That is definitely a new strategy Introduced here
0: So I like that That might make it Into the promo <laughs> cup this week Um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really have much else. Um outside of this social media, I have a feeling fr- come Friday it's about to be real hot. America's about to learn about the man Fred Hampton this weekend, I think. And his story with uh have you seen the, the movie coming mm-hmm. out, Judas? I'm looking forward it looks fantastic. Whoever made that trailer, by the way, deserves an Emmy or whatever they give out for movies. But uh and rightfully so, the story should be told. It's a it's one uh, Oscar. Oscar <laughs> is, is that movies? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> what's an I Emmy? Think, is Emmy, Emmy TV?
1: I, I, I think Emmy is it. Is TV. Yeah. All right,
0: Oscar. If they they sh- if there's a category for cutting up a trailer, give give that man or woman an Oscar. All right, because it's phenomenal trailer. Um, uh, but yeah, I just I thought of that because I'm I'm watching it on Friday, and I have a feeling, I have a feeling a lot out. of American history lessons are going to be learned. Uh, come Friday about a very ugly ugly part of uh i'm not even America. saying a new chapter just continuing chapter uh involving civil rights movements and
1: uh, law enforcement but it looks like one hell of a movie yeah um i say watch it i've heard through the grapevine that the trailer is the best part of the movie so i hope, they're, oh. I heard that. I hope that's wrong
0: <laughs> man yeah i mean i like the actors so it it, it should hopefully be good but we'll see i just I have a feeling because there's been some buzz around it that, uh, and it's dropping on HBO Max. That that uh, people are going to, there's going to be a lot of people learning uh, a very, I don't know the word, it's, it's disturbing, sad, and powerful event that occurred. Um, yeah. That you don't, it's one of those things where you just you don't really learn it in school. So I have a feeling a lot of people are going to become familiar with the story they've
1: never heard before here.
0: And it's gonna be—it's gonna show on social media this weekend.
1: Of course, and and you know, don't forget, like Fred Hampton was only 21 when he was assassinated. Yep. So. Craziest Watch, part. Watch, learn. Yep. Yes.
0: All right, that'll do it for us here. As always, peace. 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 Y'all doing anything? Cool. I actually, I don't even know why I'm asking. Fun, but are you
1: doing anything for Valentine's Day? I mean, it's not like we can do much. <laughs> that's the There are up. so many people I know who are going out to like dinner and fancy restaurants and stuff, and I was like, I absolutely not. I'm making a steak dinner, and that's about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go out to breakfast slash lunch after church.
0: You go to uh, church on a Saturday. She's
1: been... It's on Sunday. Sunday, mate. Is Valentine's a nice Day on try. Sunday? Yes.
0: yes. Oh shit! I thought it was Saturday.
2: We should have been recording that's pretty- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just I'll put fit this fit. right back yeah, in. Yeah,
1: <laughs> make this, make this uh, the the uh, the video that shows up on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> shit!
0: Uh, I'll put it in the back end of the podcast. Fuck, dude. <laughs> Well, it's a good thing I brought it up because I totally thought it was Saturday. I definitely also told my parents it was Saturday. They didn't blink an eye, so that, that shows it you. That. For so long, they're just like, <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, that works. It's Saturday. Well, that save that saves a nice. Uh, <laughs> <end to it.
2: laughs> oh, fuck! Oh, Nate! Nate! Nate. Oh, man! Oh I, mean, you know, I forgot
1: to mention in the uh, podcast that for the first time, Michigan State won on my birthday. They have consistently lost on oh. my birthday.
0: We can we can keep this in as well. <laughs> it's a very good birthday present. Oh yeah. well, fuck. All right. They almost lost that game. No, they tried, <laughs> yeah. they tried. They tried their the
2: game. We had the same thing going with uh, Dante. I texted him saying Michigan State looked.